Welcome to Spotty Translation, the only anime podcast where half the panel hates anime, but I think they love puppets still. Hey, Brian, do you still like puppets? I love puppets more than ever, Zachary. Okay, cool. Yeah, and if you couldn't guess, Brian is here with me. Hi, Brian. Hi. How are you? I am doing great. We are not recording this a week after we were supposed to, and I am not going to edit this all tonight and put it up tonight and make <laughs> it seem like we were on time, as always. Definitely not. did not go traveling again this weekend, leaving he, me in the lurch. He, well, that it's, to be fair, uh, you canceled on the original date, which I, I would have been able to make. I take 30% oh, responsibility. That is true. You, you, last time you took 2% of the responsibility. This time you take 30. I appreciate the... Yes. Uh, I appreciate yes. that. I can totally take 70%. Also, I yes. am afraid that I love puppets so much that I accidentally watched the Muppets movie instead of the episode <laughs> this week. <laughs> so I'm going to have some uh, weird comments yeah, this, this week. This is gonna, yeah, this is going to be a little weird. It's like, you know, like, yeah, so, you know, when Phoenix uh, was talking to Young and then basically you're like, yeah, you know, yeah, you know, and then Kermit meets up with Big Bird. And- exactly. <laughs> exactly. The soliloquy from Kermit as he introduced himself was, was magical. <laughs> So <laughs> anyway, but yeah, uh, but yes, as always, we are here to talk about Thunderbolt Fantasy, everybody's favorite puppet anime. Um, and we are on episode five this week, which is the Sword Devil, Shabu Shing, mm-hmm. uh, which we were introduced last week as the Screaming Phoenix Killer. He is a man hell bent on revenge to take uh, Crow's life for some uh, for for some offense uh in the past mm-hmm. yep still don't and, know what that is yeah and we ended last week on uh on basically them basically being like well he has the soul echo flute we need to get past the demon spine mountains and so let's just uh retreat for now and then try to figure out what we need to do which we pick up here at the meeting they're having to figure out what to do <laughs> yep they're not really full uh, of good ideas in this meeting. It's mostly just uh, we could fight him again. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so we we do learn some very in, we do learn some very important things here. We do learn that Phoenix uh, is an assassin um, who basically just goes around killing people for money and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the question here, though, that Young poses is why does he hate Crow so much? Um, which Knight chimes in here to say that uh, if there was a parade, uh, or rather. Uh, if you took all the people who hated Crow, you could hold a parade. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that, um, and that she would definitely be leading the march. Which of course, <laughs> which of course, Young is like, well, then why are you here? And then basically, she's like, well, I'm here for the sword, not for him. Yep. Uh, so basically, as you said, Brian, uh. Uh, Frozen Wonders basically just like I'll fight him again I know exactly what his moves are now he will not trick me again I've got this uh, and then Crow is like well we probably should not fight him head on if we can help it because even if you were to beat him you would still be injured and we need you for the journey ahead and we would prefer to get this done without fighting because uh, if, if even one person is hurt uh, it basically means that well, they will, they they will be, uh, they will not be operating at full like at full like efficiency for the journey ahead. Mm-hmm. Uh, and of course, the Frozen Wonder counters that he wants to that like you know he wants to fight him especially by himself because he wants to be famous. To which he laments, 
uh, again, as he mentioned in the past, how basically his main goal here is to gain a name for himself. And he says that, and basically he says that uh, having uh, no having no reputation is is basically the same as is basically the same as not being born. Yeah, he's really really into that whole fame thing. Um, we we definitely have a strong character motivation for that character. Yes, he is not just the silly. Like, you know, like he is not just the silly, you know, like I'm a silly guy doing all the comic relief. He no. does have he d- he definitely does have a strong motivation, even stronger than most in the party, I think. Yeah, maybe uh, the strongest. He's really dedicated to what he wants. I still don't really know what the sniper guy wants. Yeah. And you won't find out for a while. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, and so basically, Crow says, well, cool, you, you, you can fight him if if I can think of nothing else. So basically, he tells Frozen Wonder to basically sit tight for the night and then crow will try to think of something if he can think of nothing uh then then frozen can go all in and fight him if he so chooses mm-hmm. uh which at this point though kingfisher herself uh she jumps in and says that she offers to fight with 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 frozen wonder as well um if crow cannot think of anything indeed yeah so the the meeting convenes and young just goes off by himself to which as we all guess here, he goes off to meet with Phoenix. Yeah, I actually didn't see that coming. I was like, oh, he's going <laughs> off to bed. And I'm like, oh, well, how about that? That's cool. Yes, which this is, I think, one of the best moments in the entire series. This proceeds to be my favorite scene yet. Yeah, to where they're, to just their talk. <laughs> yep. Uh, to where basically Phoenix, uh, or rather to where Young uh, tells Phoenix that, uh, that basically he knew that he was holding back. And he specifically was holding back to make Frozen Wonder cocky because he's actually hoping to to fight him and basically making Frozen Wonder be off his guard to basically make him an easy kill. To where Phoenix is just like, I have no idea what you're talking about. That's not <laughs> what I do. I'm not a killer. That's not in my name. Yeah. Um. Which there are some actually some pretty neat things here about Phoenix. One one thing that I actually do like about uh, 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 like you know like a lot about him is that he mentions that basically. When word gets out that, that when when word gets out that he's in town, basically everybody scrams and hides in their homes, basically leaving any restaurant or oh you know like or any market just to himself. But he at least has, as he puts it, the compassion to pay for what he takes. Yep, I like that a lot. Uh, and then at this point, uh, Phoenix wants to know where Young came from because he has no idea who he is, and Young. And Young has and Young has no idea who Phoenix is, so obviously he's not from the country. To which we learn for the first time where Young is from, which is uh, Jiyu or Seiyu in Japanese, which is the wasteland of spirits, or rather, the country he's from is Jiyu. But to get there, he had to cross the wasteland of of spirits to get to the country that that, that he's in now. To which to, to which Phoenix is like, that's that that is that is impossible. Yep. Which makes it really, uh, uh, now you're having questions even about the protagonist. Yes, yes, because, you know, uh, all because like, you know all we know is that uh, he supposedly crosses this wasteland of spirits using only his feet, to which actually Young says that, like, you know, like, uh, he actually was scared that he might have actually lost a leg crossing mm-hmm. it. But he made it through, and, then, and, like, you know, like, in Phoenix is sort of like, yeah, that's just not at all possible. You must... That that like you know must be a mistake. It's impossible for somebody to cross. Uh, but 
Oh, and then at this point, though, Phoenix also brings up what we've been hearing constantly is that Young refers to Crow by his by his current name. And once again, Phoenix does what everybody else does and basically does the. So is that what he's calling himself now? Yep. I think that's what everyone has said when they learn yeah. about his name. Yeah. Uh, to which Young requests that they basically uh, that that basically he and Crow bury the hatchet in some other way. To which to which Phoenix replies that Crow has always found a way to escape him, and finally, being in possession of his soul like a flute, gives him basically the leverage he needs to basically hold Crow exactly where he wants him. Indeed. But this is where things get really interesting, though, is to where Phoenix basically is like, well, this whole time I've been sitting here and I've basically been wanting to cut your head off. And yep. you have never given me an opening once. Which yeah. at this point, you you do see you do see Phoenix playing through in his head two scenarios in which he does slice off his head. <laughs> yes, I love that cut. That was a really cool moment. Ha, yeah. cut, decapitation. Yeah, uh, in, which, in which then they actually do show another two scenarios, or, or rather basically the two other same scenarios, but this time Young blocks both hits. Yep. Just to show that Young has had his guard up this entire time. Uh, and to which, the, to basically they then have a conversation regarding basically uh when a fight begins and why one must fight to which to which um uh, phoenix says that like um uh, only amateurs think battles begin after swords are drawn mhm yeah i like that i also realized at this scene before they start fighting that every time um rather the limits of young skills had not been shown up until this point in the show like every time a really hard fight is about to begin for him um, someone has stopped it. He has not right. lost a fight. He's just been stopped from fighting. So we don't really know at this point how powerful he actually is. Yes. And that is an intentional thing on the part of the show. And you will not find out for a while still <laughs> exactly how powerful Young is. Yep. Uh, but, um, and of course, then Phoenix continues saying that basically uh, first right uh, uh, first-rate fighters begin to fight as soon as they uh, cross paths with someone they are going to cut down. Uh, and then to which a young responds that he will not draw his sword unless he is convinced that that either he or Phoenix has to die tonight. Mm-hmm. Uh, to which to which then Phoenix is basically like you know like um uh, those who try to avoid bloodshed basically only confirm that like you know like there is going to be bloodshed yep because if he wants to stop the other bloodshed he's gonna have to kill phoenix yeah and to which then phoenix begins to taunt him basically saying that you know like like you know you you claim you you claim you came here only only to talk but i know in reality you came here to fight since you actually do want to fight me uh to which you do have a bit of uh, the philosophy, like uh, the difference here to where Young basically says that like he chooses when to fight, whereas in Phoenix, he 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 believes that like um all conflicts are fated. Yep, and he just pushes it into motion. Yes, 
to which then we come once again to the name um, uh, Enigmatic Gale, which we know is Crow's name that basically everybody who has known him before knows him by. Um, and and the Phoenix asks Young if he knows that name, and Young is like, nope. And then Phoenix is like, oh, to which I, to which he says, how sad to dance to his tune without knowing. Mm-hmm. Which this is your first really, really big hint that Crow is perhaps not all that he seems to be. Indeed. Uh, to which then they basically uh, draw their swords and they're about to fight, which we get our very third, like, um, uh, soliloquy. Finally. We finally have another one for <laughs> yeah, it's Phoenix. it's been a while. Yes. Uh, and I don't know if you got that up, Brian, or if I, or if I need to get it up because I forgot to. <laughs> I do not have it in front of me, no. Okay, let me get that up real quick. Sure. And then I will... get it for you because you are our official reader. oh that's right <clears throat> you are our official great reader thank you yeah uh, but that's... i will need the words yes i was very excited when he finally said this and amping up the fight of course the wonderful music started playing yes there you <clears> go. <throat> although ravens now bring news of life and death people still persist uncertainly since none can truly fathom fate, I shall end it with one stroke of the sword. I like his uh, his a lot. Yeah, and I also um, loved that scene and how it was just it was one of those tension building scenes where the entire time you're just waiting for it to actually begin, and they keep faking you out with those kind of flash forward scenarios. And then at this point, it's like, okay, he said his words; they drew their swords. This is actually going to start now. Yep, they are going to start fighting, and they are going to come together, and they fly at each other, swords drawn, and they're going to hit each other, and Crow shows up. Of course. He ruins <laughs> everything, consistently. Uh, <laughs> uh, to where, basically, he shows up to put us up to the fight. Um, but, at, but at this point, though, everything gets a little confusing, because Crow then begins to try to recruit Phoenix to their side, basically telling him that he can keep the flute, as mm -hmm. long as he plays for them to get them through the labyrinth. Yep. Uh, to which the Phoenix is like, wait, what? To which Crow says, well, if you get us through, once we reach the top of the mountains, you will, you can have my head. Mm -hmm. To which Phoenix uh, is sort of just like, well, that's interesting. And I, and I have always wanted to, to see the bones of creation. So sure. Why not? Yep. <laughs> and once again, um, Crow finds a way around conflict. Yes. If only temporarily. Yes, that is a consistent theme, is Crow yep. is always finding a way to not fight. Exactly. Uh, to which, basically, they leave um, telling, like, they, they leave telling Phoenix to meet them at, to meet them at the dock in the morning. Uh, but on the way back, though, Crow and Young have a have a talk to which basically Crow warns Young that he has piqued Phoenix's like, you know, like interest. So uh, once he once he kills um, Crow, if he does, then basically he might he, he may want to come for Young next uh, to which Young is basically like, why did you offer your head in the first place uh, to which Crow is like, well, I need the flute now. But since we still have a few days of like you know like a traveling to go i can think of a solution to not let to like you know not let him kill me between now and then mm -hmm. 
which yep. is just all more about uh, trying to avoid conflict, which, you know, once again, yeah, I mean, you know, if he's I mean, he seems to be a smart guy. So, you know, if you've got it, why not? Why not use it? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Also, um, we, we there was the second time we got to see him use his little halluci hallucinating yeah. magic. Yes. And yes. made them attack tables and chairs instead of each other, which is a fun little right. moment. Yes, yes, that that's a fundamental moment to to where basically he to basically he shows up and the first thing he says is like, "Wow, I didn't know you guys hated tables and chairs so much." <laughs> exactly, they did like the classic walk past each other and one of them ends up dead, but no, they just killed a ch chair and a table. Yeah, it's kind of sad. <laughs> <laughs> um, who? But I, but at this point though, we do get to a major point that has sort of uh, been not really addressed at this moment because as we know you need sharpshooter for the golem you need knight for the zombies and 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 they need phoenix for the flute mm -hmm. but basically where does young fit into all of this he has no real purpose in this journey yep. why does he need to be here to which crow says well your purpose is actually one of the one of the most important it is actually like i mean like you know it's it's important enough for him to to like you know wager his head yeah. on the line to make sure that to make sure that you know to make sure that 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 young goes with them yep to which to, to which young is like well what is it and crow's like i won't tell you well what do you think it is zachary <laughs> <laughs> well um we we can get that that in just a minute <laughs> Because we do have one more scene mm -hmm. of note to where basically it cuts to Bones and he basically is like, well, uh, let's not put any like, you know, let's not put any more resources to actually trying to find them because basically I have a part of the sword. They have a part of the sword. They obviously are coming to get it from me. So let's just wait for them. Mm -hmm. And so it begins. It seems kind of like act one is done. Yes. They have the the party together and now kind of act two where they actually climb Mount Doom is coming. Or they yes. go through the mini trials. Yes. The quest is the quest is next. Yeah. Uh but okay, so Brian, first things first. Mm -hmm. Um what'd you think? Uh this was my favorite episode. So far? Okay. Yes. I think it was the best one. I liked that it was it was extremely focused. It was basically just a conversation. Um but it was also, I feel like, opening up some of the more interesting questions so far. I like, I, something I like that the show does is bring in characters and just have you have to guess at their motivations and their past. They don't like spell out characters, but there always seems to be a lot there that's unsaid. Um, and I like that now the protagonist has become one of those characters where he's not just the kind of relatable every man who's looking at everything now you're wondering about his past too um yes and that made me a lot more interested in him yeah speaking of which what do you think that his purpose is brian uh his purpose um well the things we know about him is that he's very good at fighting apparently um that he comes from a completely different land um and i'm trying to think what they need that they don't already have and i actually am kind of coming up blank i don't have any good theories about what his purpose <laughs> would be. um they i i they probably have hinted at it a lot but i probably just haven't picked up on what those hints are yet um and i'm not yep. sure 
Yeah, no, they have definitely hinted at it a few times. Uh huh. Even on even on this show, like I have said things that basically hint at what his Yeah, that's what I'm getting, is. is like I feel like there's a I feel like they do a lot with the writing they have. And I feel like a yeah. lot of that just isn't evident until you come back to it. Um Exactly. Some of the stuff I've been able to pick up the first time they said it and been like, haha, that was foreshadowing, but with him, I don't know. And I think that's what has me so intrigued about him, is it's like I really don't know what they could need from him. Um and he doesn't either. <laughs> so I share in his confusion. Right. Yeah. Uh, so I want to bring up for the segment uh, sort of this week mm-hmm. uh, is basically the standout scene in uh, in um, uh, this episode. And basically what is probably like one of the top three scenes in, in the entire series is the conversation between Phoenix and Young. Yes. Which is just fantastic cannot praise it enough it's one of my all-time favorites in all of media i just love this conversation so much Mm -hmm. uh but have you are you familiar with i guess like any like japanese mobster films brian you know sort of like uh are you familiar with any you know like yakuza films i am not i know of that kind of genre but i haven't seen any yeah so what we have here is actually sort of like a classic like yakuza sit down Mm. to where basically you have two to, to basically where you have two men sitting sitting across from each other at yeah. a table just having a normal casual conversation but like at like but at like any moment either one of them could basically just pull out a gun or a sword and basically so just kill the other person do you what it reminded me of is have you seen the movie inglorious bastards i have seen it a long time ago okay so you may not remember this but there yeah. is a scene in that movie that takes place in a tavern um, and basically, it's a bunch of like American agents or uh, uh, allied agents who are hiding in Germany, and a bunch of SS officers come over and they start playing a party game with them because they don't know that they're right, the enemy. right, yeah, yeah. And yeah. it's like this twenty-minute scene of building tension where everyone seems to just be doing a normal party game, but they're all questioning each other and trying to see through each other. And you wonder at any moment when they're all just going to start shooting each other. And it's like a perfect scene of tension building. And that's what this reminded me of. That same idea of like it seems like. A casual conversation but throughout the entire thing you can tell there's an underlying tension to it all that just continues right. to grow until finally it's addressed outright yeah which which actually makes a lot of sense considering uh like you know i don't want to say that you know like scenes like this are like you know like uh exclusive to like you know like um uh to japanese like you know like films and cinema mm-hmm. uh but tarantino is a huge fan of japanese cinema yeah so i i so, you bet know, he yeah. pulled some of that yeah i mean I mean, heck, like, he was actually in a Japanese uh, film a while back. Really? I didn't know that. Yeah, uh, Sukiyaki Western Django, <laughs> which is sort of this, like, it's a Japanese Western. Like, it takes place, you know, like, um, uh, in, like, a Western town, but there's, like, mm-hmm. but there's, like, samurai and stuff, and it's very interesting. That sounds great. Yeah, so that sort of is, uh, I guess that sort of is, like, sort of the gist of the segment this week is... Mm-hmm. Just, you know, sort of like looking at how you can have like seemingly normal conversation yet also like depict rising tension and conflict within it. Yet there is like yet there's like, you know, like nothing like physically being done. And I feel that yeah. that is something that is rare to see in a lot of media mm-hmm. uh, to sort of be able to actually have the writing to be able to uh convey that and i've basically been wrecking my brain for the past like hour trying to like you know think of other 
films or other genres that like you know do that really well and i mean really i basically just keep on coming back to yakuza films yeah i think because, that's a really good because, pull. Like, there is always a scene like that in basically every single yakuza film <laughs> and even and like even the yakuza games always always have a scene like that yeah i think those are my favorite kind of scenes i i know i've had the feeling a few times before i can imagine uh there's a small scene like in um in lord of the rings where they're all marching through the mountains and uh, Frodo accidentally drops his ring um, and Boromir picks it up and is just kind of looking at it. Um, and it's just kind of a conversation where Boromir is kind of thinking about the ring and Aragorn's kind of like, hey, can you maybe give that ring back to Frodo? And no one's being outright hostile, but you see at the end that Aragorn had been like gripping his sword ready to fight at any moment before they move on. Uh, right. And it's yeah. so, so I love that feeling of like that tension release at the end where everyone exhales and it's like that could have gone really bad if something else if things had gone even slightly different. Um, so yeah, I definitely, it's one of my favorite feelings. It reminds me of that horror idea of like, it's scarier if you don't see the monster applied to conflict right, yeah. where it's like conflict is a lot more tense if you don't have that release. Cause once a fight starts, it is tense, but it's tense in a very different way where I think you can get a lot more out of the buildup to combat that a lot of media just thinks fights look cool. So they jump right to that. Right. Yeah. Which, of course, we would have gotten a fight if Crow had not uh, yep. come in and ruined everything. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still looking forward to the next, like, big uh, big fight. It seems like every fight You'll has been You'll get one short. next episode. Ooh, excellent. You will get a big, big fight next episode. Nice. I know that for a fact. Maybe. <laughs> 99% sure. Okay, it's close If enough. I can remember correctly, <laughs> I'm pretty sure the next one is definitely, like, a major fight. Yeah, Exactly. So with, with with also mm -hmm. some pretty major revelations. So, you know, look forward to that, too. Nice. What did you uh, what do you think about this episode when you first watched it? Do you remember if where you I've, were? I remember just really loving the conversation there. Mm -hmm. That sort of is the centerpiece of uh, the entire episode, sort of what it kind of hangs its hat on here. Yeah. Uh, and sort of basically stands out. I mean, it's definitely it's definitely not and like like, you know, like looking back now, it's definitely not like my favorite moment. Mm -hmm. But it's very much up there. Like, you know, I, I think I, I'm pretty sure it definitely is top three for me. Yeah, I think it's a really great ending to act one where it kind of shows the cinematic mastery of a puppet film. Like yeah. the way it was shot and the way they did those flash forwards and the way they built tension was really, really good. Uh, and so I feel like it kind of shows the next level of what the show is able to do, which is a pretty cool way to kick off the second act. Yeah, can't, I cannot wait until next week to mm -hmm. watch our next episode seven comrades but Ooh. before then brian i believe that you have an a haiku for me i do so each haiku i make is based on a uh, a character that we see in the episode so this week's um it here, better not be the sake they're drinking here we go <laughs> <laughs> burdened with much weight standing alone in shadows he has died in vain seriously <laughs> yes you 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 wrote a haiku for the table i did right <laughs> see see be be before if you had not tried if you had not tried pulling this once already <laughs> i definitely would have fallen for it but. dang it you're you're getting much better at this <laughs> <laughs> you saw through my tricks you saw I through saw my through, tricks this time yeah i saw through your like my illusion smoke. exactly Yes, this is a this is a uh, 
an elegy for the, for the table. We mourn its loss um, and write haikus about it. So yeah, good guess. Well, well done. Yeah, <laughs> you are now three well, out of five. Yeah, awesome. I can <laughs> I can get back and hopefully end this on a majority of wins. Yep, I think uh, you can get there. But as I said, next week we will be watching Seven Comrades. That is episode six. You can do so over at Crunchyroll. If you have not been watching so far, why are you listening to this? Uh, <laughs> go watch the first five over at Crunchyroll, our um, unofficial official sponsor. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have not yet received any, uh, uh, I guess, uh, like, I mean, I mean, like, Compensation? I guess, like, offer of, uh, yeah, I mean, like, offer of sponsorship yet. Oh, I think they must have gotten know. my, uh, my account, because they've been shipping, like, tons of money to me, Oh, so, okay. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, the least they could do is, like, you know, give you a, is, like, you know, give you, like, a premium account so you don't have to deal with that. That would be, I'm really sick of the Energizer bunny, let me just say. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I will say that next time you're actually going to watch it, mm. uh, you should probably just send me a message. I have, like, 10 billion, like, guest passes. Oh, seriously? Okay. I'll yeah, yeah it, yeah, it basically is, like, when you are a subscriber, uh, they basically give you, like, a guest pass, like, every week to give to a friend that basically lets them have, like, a day of premium. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, I'll let you know. <laughs> yeah. So. But, yeah. But, yeah, be sure to check that out, everybody. Uh, mm-hmm. It'll be a great episode. There is... Lots of fighting, I think. Uh, hopefully, hopefully, uh, hopefully, a lot more action to get us back into what this series is sort of all about mm-hmm. to begin with. Uh, but until then, thank you again, Brian, uh, for for like for like you know being here on this uh, very late uh, <laughs> Thursday evening. No problem. Thank you, Zachary. Now more than ever, I am glad I'm watching through the series. Yeah, and thank you, me for having the energy to edit this tonight. Oh, gosh. Tonight for all you lovely fans. Yes. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) And, of course, time for the trademark sign-off. Mm-hmm. May your translations always be spotty.